the clap tonight, aren't they incredible? Hey, isn't it great to be together this Christmas? Now, I don't know about you, and I say this every year, but my favorite thing about Christmas is the gifts. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to fake it. I love the gifts. I hate buying the gifts, but I love receiving the gifts. I hate when we're going around the shops having to look at the bank balance like, oh my gosh, do we really need to spend this much money? But I love receiving them. More than anything, I love receiving gifts. Hey, before this, if it's your first time here tonight, you are so welcome. Thank you for joining us. Why don't you turn to the person next to you and say, welcome home. Welcome home. It's interesting those words that we use, welcome home. Well, here in Southwood, we want this place to be home from home. We want this to be a safe place where you can come and explore what it means to be a follower of Jesus, what it means to grow in faith. So welcome home. Welcome home. Isaiah 9, 6 says this, For a child has been born for us. For me and for you today, a child has been born, the gift of a son who'll take over the running of the world. His name will be Amazing Counselor, Strong God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. His ruling authority will grow and there'll be no limits to the peace he brings. For unto us, for me and you today, a child is born. Let me give you a bit of backstory. My name's Matt, and I'm one of the pastors here at Southfield. And I'm privileged to lead the church. Now, let me just give you a bit of a disclaimer before we get started. You may have come tonight expecting something like this. Somebody who's going to stand still. Somebody who's going to maybe be a bit nasally. Someone who's not going to move around and maybe say something like, Today, I bring you a word through divine intervention, I've been given this for you. I hate to break it to you, that is not me. Tonight you are going to get naked because I cannot stand still. I have to move. I'm also somebody who's super excited, so at some point tonight I am going to shout, so if you go home feeling a little bit deaf, I am sorry you can blame it on Joel, we're paying him the money to be here tonight. So point all complaints to him. But hey, we are excited. Welcome home. I just said that I love receiving gifts, and I do. More than anything, I love receiving gifts. I'm not going on about this, but if you really want to buy me a gift this Christmas, if God has put that on your heart, feel free. I love receiving gifts. Now, in our family, we love buying presents to each other. It's just the way our family works. I've waited 365 days to receive a Christmas present. And when I wake up, my family says to me, no, we're not going to open the presents until after Christmas lunch. What? I have waited 365 days. Is that not long enough to open the presents that are before my eyes? And they say, no, we're waiting until after Christmas day lunch. I love them. I'm impatient, and I want my presents now. So we wait, and the day goes, and I'm anxiously waiting for the presents to unfold before my eyes. And eventually, it's present 
time. We've got this unspoken rule in our family that for some reason, just to make the thing last even longer, we watch each other open our presents. But I ain't got time for that. I just want to get straight into them. But no, no, no. They like to take their time one at a time. I'm outnumbered. So I just say, yes, absolutely. That is what we're going to do. And we start unwrapping the presents. And what happens is the biggest presents go first. So they go under the tree, they dive under, and they find this amazing present. And we look at the name on it, and it says Judah. Well, Judah isn't my name, so that can't be for me. So we put it down, but there's more presents under the tree. And then over by this tree, there's another big one, and we get it, and we look at it, and it says Ezra. Well, that's not my name. And we go through the presents one at a time. And there's all these big and amazing presents. We've got bikes going around the front room. We've got helicopters flying above our heads. It is a danger war zone. It is all going on, but it's Christmas Day. And we're going through the presents one by one. And all of a sudden, I'm there like, hang on a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone's got their presents. Where is mine? I am here, you know. Don't forget me. So we look under the Christmas tree. Well, have you ever heard him say this? Well, yours must be somewhere. Well, thank you for stating the obvious. Well, I hope it's obvious that you thought me something. I know it's somewhere. Where is it? So we're diving under the tree, and the, you know what kids are like. They go head first, straight in, and all of a sudden they bring out this. Hang on a minute. Everyone's got bikes, helicopters, big presents, and you give me this? And we pretend, like us British people do, we go, wow, isn't that incredible? Aren't I so blessed to receive this gift? Thank you, my beautiful and amazing family. I love you lots. Because I have a box of screws that are going to help me for the year ahead. Thank you. Thank you. And it got me thinking as I was evaluating what Christmas Day looks like in our house. It got me thinking about the real meaning of Christmas. You see, we live busy lives. We live in the hustle and the bustle. We live striving for the biggest and the best. We want the biggest and the best. We are desperate for a job promotion. We are desperate for more money, a new car, a new dog. We are desperate for bigger and better all the times in our lives. That's what we're looking for. But unto us, a child is born. And I was thinking, Jesus came as a baby. He came as small as you could get. He didn't come with a triumphant sound. He didn't come with the band, Southfield Band, they're incredible. Can you imagine if they were at the manger? They didn't come with any of those things. He came as a little baby. And most people didn't care. If we rip the story apart, Mary and Joseph knocked on the door of the inn and they said, sorry, we've got no room for you. If only the innkeeper knew who the baby would become, maybe then they'd have room. If only the people who were in the rooms knew what the baby would become, then maybe they would have given up their room because I know if it was me, and if I knew that the baby Jesus could have my room, I would give it up in an instant because what a story that would be to tell. But oh no, they didn't know. 
They didn't care. It was just the little present underneath the Christmas tree that nobody saw anything of, that nobody questioned. It was just the little gift that was worthless to so many. In the busyness and the hustle, how can something so big, something so beautiful, something so amazing, how can it be forgotten? And then as we continue to unpack the story, all of a sudden we hear about these wise men and these shepherds that travel thousands of miles, leaving everything behind to go and encounter this baby, this Jesus, this Messiah, this Saviour, this Lord. They travel thousands of miles, leaving everything behind to be in the room. Why? Because that baby to them was worth something. That wasn't a little gift. That wasn't something small. They knew They were told, they were informed that this baby would be a game changer, a world transformer, a new life bringer, a healer, a saviour, a shepherd, so many things and so much more. For unto us a child is born. We live busy lives. We live in the hustle and bustle of the Oval Town Centre. Lord bless it. We live in the hustle and the bustle of our jobs and our workplaces and our families, and we can so easily forget the gift that was given to us, however small it may be, however different it may be. It may not be something we can touch, something we can feel, but man, if only we knew that this Jesus could step into our lives and could transform everything in an instant in a second, could come and bring new life. For unto us a child is born, and they will call him so many things and so much more. He will be a healer. He will be a transformer, a restorer. He will feed the 5,000. He will heal the blind and the sick. He will raise the dead. And then he will die on a cross for me and for you, for this very holy, special moment, declaring once and for all, it is finished. If only the innkeeper knew, if only the people in the inn knew who this baby would become, maybe then they'd make room. But you see, for me and for you, we know how the story ends. We know that Jesus has the power to heal, to transform, to restore. We know that he gives life and life to its fullest, John 10, 10. We know these things. So, we can't say if only we knew. We just have a decision to make. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it tonight. I'm not going to make it anything that it's not. We have the choice to accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. It's a simple yes or a no. But tonight, let's not forget the present under the tree. Let's not rush around in our busyness pretending everything's okay when maybe deep down we're struggling. And maybe you've come here tonight and you're feeling hurt, broken. You feel like you've got nothing more to give. What I want to tell you today, there is a gift that you can freely receive that will transform your life. There is a gift that you can receive that will bring light into the darkest parts of your life. And it's just an invitation. It's just a moment. Let's not be people that say, I'm going to be you. But let's be people that say, I'm going to be you.